and welcome to an all-new episode of the Lisa Ann Experience. I am your host, Lisa Ann, and I would like to extend my gratitude to you for making me a part of your listening experience. I know there's a ton of amazing podcasts out there, so for you to make time for me, I appreciate you so much. If you're a new listener, you can subscribe, rate, and review. Big help in the podcast space, but you can also go back on my YouTube channel, the real Lisa Ann, and watch the video component of all of my episodes, as well as my travel series, my recent vlog series that Kay and I put together when we went to the Fantasy Football Expo in Canton, Ohio a couple weekends ago, which was an awesome trip. You now have a series of four videos that are all up there for you, and uh, you'll get to see what it was like to be in the Queen's Classic, which was a draft, a live draft that I did, Fantasy Football League, Queen's Classic, a 14-team league, a little bit different than a 12-team league because you are really getting into depth when you have two extra teams in the league. That was a ton of fun. There was a flag football tournament. We started the night at Centennial Park. The first night we were there, I got in some good interviews, just really asking people, what got you into fantasy football? So for those of you who aren't into fantasy football, I know this is a tough time of the year because I talk about it a lot, but it's such a passion of mine. It is such a great way to stay connected with people all over the world. I play in leagues with people all over, and it's been great to get to meet so many of them in person that last weekend there in Canton at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So check out my YouTube channel. You'll see my travels in Greece. You'll see a trip that we took in 2019 all over the beautiful state of Alaska. There's a lot there. Subscribe. You'll also know when I'm doing lives. And this episode, like all of my episodes, land for you live on Friday nights at 8 p.m. in the form of a premiere Premiere on podcast uh, is cool for YouTube because we get to sit in the chat. When I am available, sometimes like when I was at Centennial Park, I wasn't able to be in the chat, but sometimes I'll pop on from my phone if I'm out doing something. But it is a great way to stay connected with the community that I'm building on my YouTube channel and a great way to like watch. If you like to watch YouTube or if you just like to use, you know, YouTube as your way to listen, everything is right there for you. So... I did a solo episode earlier this month, and I did a really important solo episode in July, Mind, Body, and Spirit. That's going to tie in a little bit with today's episode as well, because you, my friends, are getting just me. Yes, that's right. The voice of just me in your ear for the next 45 minutes to an hour, chatting with you about some updates, some things that I've learned, some things that I'm discovering. And sometimes I just like to fill the space. I feel like I have a lot to share. And when I have that much to share and I have some guest interviews in the queue already that I could just add a monologue and do the mailbag, but I know that the monologue is going to be super long and then it's going to be a very long podcast. And so it's easier to just say what I have to say and get it out to you in the form of a solo episode. Here it is, August, which so you know is my busiest month of the year. And the reason it's so busy is because I do a ton of fantasy football draft orders on Cameo. So Cameo is, you know, a platform where you can get like birthday messages, congratulation messages. And back in 2015, I decided that I was going to start to promote that I would pull draft orders. And because I love fantasy football, I feel like it's the perfect fit because I know the importance of so many things. 
example, who won the league last year, who came in last place, um, what's your punishment for last place? Like all of these questions that I get to go back and forth and ask the leagues, commissioners of the leagues, you know, all of these questions. And so by building this from 2015 to now, there's days, there were two days last week where I did five hours straight of just cameo videos. And what I'll do is I'll write them all out in advance because I've got to write down a page of all the details in the league, the questions that were answered in the DM. Then I write down the piece of paper that I'm going to cut up into the small pieces of paper that I'm going to throw inside my empty flashlight that I'm going to pull out. I kind of like to go play by play of, of who I think is going in specific picks for like the first round. And I like to get really into it. So it takes me about 20 minutes to prepare each one and then about 10 minutes to record it. And then because I am a little bit OCD, I want to flip the video because I shoot it face style, like, you know, selfie style. Well, when I hold up the player's name, like if it says Matt, you know, it's going to be backwards. So then I've got to flip the video, which takes another couple of minutes in the iPhone because their videos are like eight to 10 minutes long. Then I've got to upload the video to Cameo, which can take another three to four minutes. So easily each one takes me 30 minutes. But I have this system that before I go to bed, I write out all the ones that are already there for me so that the next morning when I wake up and there's more, I'm ahead. And then I get them all kind of lined up and prepared to shoot them. And it's amazing how time ticks by. And when I did the two days last week of five hours straight of doing them, I was like, I can't believe like five hours just went by. I'm having fun while I do them. So it doesn't really feel like work. But then I look at the clock and the clock's just ticking. I'm like, holy shit, there goes a half a day. You know what I mean? There goes a half a day work-wise. But so it's a busy time for me because of draft orders. Then I have my own fantasy football drafts for the leagues that I'm in. Then I'm back on radio on Wednesday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern time on the Better Sports Network. Also, Fantasy Alarms, wherever you choose to watch on YouTube. I'm live every Wednesday night. And I'm preparing myself for the NFL season. You know, what weeks, what days I'll be doing live streams with start sits, helping people set their lineups, like all of those things. So every year... August reminds me of back in the day when I had a day spa in Huntington Beach for four years. When I had that day spa, you live in that business. Your space is Christmas, Valentine's Day, and Mother's Day. And those three events are your, your 95% of your income. So you're selling gift certificates. You're selling gifts that people are going to come in and use throughout the year. And I just remember understanding that when your business is peaking, you've got to be prepared for it and you've got to rock with it. You can't look at it like, oh, this is exhausting. This is a drag. You have to look at it like this is my time to take advantage of this momentum. And in many small businesses, business owners know when their peaks and valleys are, right? Like, you know, a hairdresser will know when their busy times are and when they aren't so they can take their vacations. So I know every year coming up on August, it's going to be my busy, busy, busy time. I try not to travel much. That's why when I went to Canton, I flew in on Friday and I flew out on Sunday night because I knew that even though there was still another event, the karaoke, which I will partake in next year, 
most likely. I, even though I knew there was another event that I was going to miss, it was more important for me to get back and be able to be prepared to get through that thick of it because the, the, the middle two weeks of August are really the busiest for fantasy football draft orders because leagues are planning their draft. And I want to turn these things around in a good pace because if they don't give me their draft date, I'm concerned, like, what if their draft is tomorrow? Like, I've got to get this to them today. So I don't travel as much. I plan for this time. I, I, I plant my feet and I get into it and I'm prepared for it because I know once game one kicks off on Thursday, September 7th, that there will be no more draft orders. I know that this part of my peak of this part of my business is going to dip and I'm prepared for that. So what I do during this month can be a lot different than what I do other months of the year. And if you have a small business and you can start to study the stats of when you peak, then you put everything else aside. Your friendships will understand this is your busy season. Your other things that you normally would do can wait because this is when you're going to take advantage of that peak, which is exactly what I do. Now, when I face this much work and I know that I'm going to have still all of my other stuff, my podcast, my interviewing guests, there's a little more prep that goes into launching, relaunching a show on sports radio. I have a new co-host this season. I'm joined by Howard Bender, who I've loved for years and is like the greatest human. So you do more production meetings. You're kind of getting how your flow sheet is going to go, what you're going to be doing on the show weekly, what segments will stick, what segments will be kind of rotated. And so all of these things take more time. When I'm peaking and when I know that I have work days that can range from between 12 to 16 hours a day, at least five days a week, is when I also plan for other things. And those things are just very simple things that'll be like a 48-hour thing as a reset. So my thing, my reset was this weekend. So the boyfriend came into town on Friday and we got to spend the weekend together till Sunday night. And so knowing that we were going to be spending time together, I said, okay, this is the perfect time for me to do a technology detox to just put my phones down, put everything aside, set up one or two posts to go out on Instagram during Saturday and Sunday, but not have to look at Instagram, not check messages, not check emails. So I started that on Friday night and I ended my tech before my technology kind of detox. I had my last FaceTime with my best friend and her and I sat on for a couple of hours and caught up about everything. And I knew that past that point, which would be around nine, 10 o'clock on Friday night. And meanwhile, I normally talk with her on Saturdays, but we're kind of pivoting things, especially knowing the boyfriend's coming in. Like I want to spend time with him. And so I did the detox. I'm kind of in the chat uh, on the YouTube live a bit, you know, not as much as I would have liked to have been. But again, when I know I've been working at this pace, I had three days in a row last week that were 16 hour straights with only like food breaks. So when you're working that extreme, you know what you got to do. And you got to just roll it back. Now, for me, the technology detox is something that I try to do quarterly, that I try to really thoughtfully plan when is a good time to do this. And I knew I would be really caught up with my draft orders. And I assume like they come in more during the week. So weekends, they were already drafting. So I knew I could be like two days because you have 24 hours, 72 hours to return cameos. 
I knew I could have those two days and just kind of like, Hey, if, if something came in, I would do it, throw on makeup, you know, go get in my office and do it. But I had this feeling that this was going to work out for me this way. So by the time he arrived, I turned off my phones and I was like, this is it. I'm going to take one full 24 hours where I don't check anything. And then on Sunday, I'll start to re-enter in a little bit. But during the technology detox, I did a full 48-hour social media detox, which means when I go back to my social media, I have a ton of messages. I have a lot of stuff going on, but it's so important to step away. And at the beginning of the year, if you're a regular listener to my podcast, you'll remember me talking to you about a friend of mine, Kayla, who's somewhat of a spiritual guide. And Kayla had reached out to me the weekend between Christmas and New Year's and asked me what my word would be for this year. And it instantly came to me, my, worm, my word. My word was calm. And I wrote back right away, calm. And Kayla's like, okay, what are you going to do to put that into your daily life? How are you going to work on calm, embodying you for the year? How are you going to be more calm, live more calm, and stay more calm? And I don't know why calm came to me, but it's almost like a, a game when somebody asks you something and it's like, don't think about it, just answer. And it came to me. And so Kayla checks in with me monthly and checked in with me on Friday and asked me how it was going. And we had a good little back and forth exchange by text. And Kayla said, it's important to stay invested while maintaining a healthy distance. And I thought, a healthy distance, a healthy detachment. This was the perfect time that I already planned to do this technology detox, social media detox. And I can say like, we always have our phones in our hands. And so it's important to have space where you don't have your phone in your hands or time that you don't have your phone in your hands. I knew that weekend when I wanted to sit down on my patio, my patio is a, is a place where I often don't have my phones in my hands. I'll say, I'm going to take 30 minutes, leave my phones inside, sit outside for 30 minutes and just think, just be mindful of my thoughts, just absorb the day. Maybe think about something that happened that was great that I want to give a little bit more attention to and celebrate it. Um, a happiness peak in the day, somewhere where I really felt something outstanding and it carried with me. So before I turned my phones off, before my boyfriend showed up, I of course did the standard. Now I always make sure there's freshly baked cookies when he arrives. It does make the house smell so good. It does. It's just a little task and it helps me. Once I start baking, I get into that other mindset of like, okay, my life isn't all work. It isn't all about social media. It isn't all about my appearance. It isn't all about those things. But when we're constantly on the internet, being fed information and feeding information to the internet, we are constantly on this like spinning wheel, like a hamster, right? We're constantly on this spinning wheel. And I know when I start baking and I'm in my kitchen and I'm excited to see my guy and I know we're just going to sit and we're going to relax. We're going to spend time talking on the patio and just not have an alarm clock and not be rushing to do anything. There is such a feeling of awe that comes with that, where you're just like, this is where I begin to decompress. And once he walks in the door, I can turn my phones off and I can really just be. How often do we just let ourselves be? And I mean be. Being still is one thing, but being still in our own thoughts without scrolling on our phone is another. 
And I don't know how many people are actively doing this. And I think it's such a really, really, really important thing for us all to be doing. With that said, I had the most remarkable weekend of not knowing what was going on in the world. It was till Sunday that I actually, I mean, a lot happened in Sunday on the West Coast. We have this incredible storm coming through in Southern California. There was also a 5.1 earthquake, all of these things happening because yes, of course, when I turned my phone on, the first place I went was the news app because I needed to see what was going on. But I will say this, taking that time away especially at a busy time. Like I said, I'm leaning into the peak of my business on Cameo, which is just this one month that is incredibly busy. Taking that time to decompress and just disconnect gave me back that feeling of calm that Kayla reminded me about on Friday, that Kayla asked me about the week between Christmas and New Year, and that I want to stay on the mission of, because nothing is going to make us more unhealthy and unhappy than stress. And stress can come in many shapes and sizes. We can have a colleague at work that that is requires is too demanding and requires too many Zoom meetings or too many phone calls. We can have friends in our lives that don't respect or understand boundaries and that will continue to message without observing how how busy you may be. I'm very fortunate to have so many friends in my life that are also striving and are constantly doing their thing too. And we can touch base with each other on a weekly basis and have a very, very fulfilling relationship. There's not many people I feel I need to talk to every day, except my guy. I mean, and and this is all new for me. So this is the closest we've been. And this has been the most unique experience for me because I have been somewhat of a workaholic for most of my life. I've lived in somewhat of fear from being out of my own young and not having a family that I knew was going to be there for me had I needed something. So my ability to be the deepest of all deep workaholics is so real. I have some scarring financially from watching how my family, how I grew up and how my dad didn't want to give my mom child support and how we struggled. And those things are embedded in you. Those things that take place in our childhood stay with us forever. And it is up to us as adults to take a moment to reflect on them and say, that situation is not my situation, but it's a hard habit to break. Making time has been one of my biggest downsides in making this relationship work. And I realize now that a lot of that is me. And I realize now that it is important for me to say like, okay, like you're good. Like you should take some time for you. Nothing soothes you more than being with him. Nothing makes you feel better than taking time to just relax with him. Why are you not making room for this in your life? That expression, we make time for the things we want to make time for is very real. But at the same time, thinking about what adds stress into your life is very important. Thinking about staying invested while maintaining a healthy detachment is also very important. And when I think about things that weigh heavy on me or people that weigh heavy on me, I realize that 
is it to my own fault that sometimes I am easy to communicate with and then people take advantage of that and feel that they should be able to have access to me seven days a week, 24 hours a day with as many messages as they want to send. That is at the point of the breaking point with me. And that is when I have to make some healthy decisions for me and say, this is becoming toxic. It's running my life. It's distracting me and I can no longer allow it. It is okay to tell friendships that you need boundaries in those friendships. It's okay to go to colleagues at work who may email you at 1130 at night and say, hey, I'm not responding to late night emails. I would appreciate if you waited till the next day to send them. Sundays, Sunday nights are a big work night for me. So I like to take Sunday nights and I like to kind of prep my week. And believe it or not, I have about 30 emails that I want to send. I write them all in Word documents, and then I write a schedule for the next day of when I'm going to cut and paste them into an email. And the schedule consists of who lives on the East Coast and who lives on the West Coast. Because I don't know, uh, I turn my notifications off, I turn my phone off at night, but I don't know who does and who doesn't. So I don't want to send somebody on the West Coast an email at 9 a.m. East Coast time and have it ping in their phone at 6 a.m. So I'm always trying to be mindful of others but I can't expect people to be mindful of me. None of us can expect people to know what we're thinking. So it's important to set boundaries. And I've started to set some of those boundaries knowing that my kind of vacation Lisa life is over. And now it gets into full season football and the fact that the people in my life who have known me the longest, who understand my workflow, know that August is my busiest month of the year. So with that said, Taking this detox, taking myself away from technology, not touching my phone for the entire day on Saturday. I did not turn my phone back on till Sunday. Think about that. Friday night to Sunday. And it felt great. I got to be in the moment. I got to be in my own thoughts. I got to be relaxed. I got to be uh, in just, just doing my own thing. So I think it's important if you can to take a day here and there. Maybe you do it once a month. Maybe you do it quarterly where you just do a technology detox. That means no laptop, no iPad. If you're going to read, you actually read a book. You could watch TV. You can watch movies. You can do any of that. But it's the engagement. It's the constantly receiving data and then constantly feeling that data needs to be sent out as well. That data-driven mindset can be toxic because think about it. Social media, the internet, our phones have become a 24 hour a day, seven day a week cycle that you can never get off. Unless you decide, I'm going to step aside right now and I'm going to let this just be. And that's what I did. And it was awesome. And during the time where we were relaxing together and just enjoying each other's company. We took some time to catch up on some things that we hadn't gotten to watch yet. And I will say this, finally got to watch and we loved it. The untold Johnny football story. This is the documentary about Johnny Manziel that's currently on Netflix. Now, a couple of months ago, I finished this book. If you're listening, you won't be able to see it. But when you watch on YouTube, you will. I am holding up a book. The title is Outliers, The Story of Success. It is written by Malcolm Gladwell. I love all of Malcolm Gladwell's books, but The Outliers blew me away because when I read it, I did not know how much the facts in this book 
we're going to resurface in so many different things in life because it's all about timing. It's all about numbers. The outliers are the unusual situations that happen because of timing. And Johnny Manziel, the untold Johnny football story was really about timing. The fact that Johnny got hit so hard because he was getting money to sign autographs and the fact that now there's NIL deals, it's timing, right? Johnny Manziel, 10 years later, 20 years later would have been different, right? We see this with so many things in the sports world. And one of the early talkings in Outliers is about hockey players and the month they're born, which I was like, what? This makes perfect sense because they have to be a certain age to start at this level and they want them as young as possible. So if your birthday's in January or February, you have a better chance of having a very successful hockey, hockey life. Like what? But it's a fact. So the Johnny Manziel story was incredible. And it's a great reminder that no matter how talented you are at something, it can all be taken from you. And he lived a fast life, uh, you know, in, in college and being such an incredible player and also being so incredibly talented that he really never had to work at it. He was straight up just brilliant with a football. He had a simple plan on the field, which was to get the ball out of his hands, not get tackled or run with it. Like he had this simple plan that he talks about. And then to watch what his parents went through and to watch him going through treatment, to watch that he had a best friend for so many years and now they no longer talk and he doesn't play football anymore. Like this is a great story for anybody who's wondering about life because in life it's easy to be successful at something, but how do you hold on to that success? How do you continue to grow? How do you continue to get better? And when you're really good at something from the jump, it can become very, very easy to not work at it anymore, to not think it requires any effort, to not put a moment of thought into what you're doing because you're just like, oh, I'm so good at this. Everything we're so good at today can change tomorrow. Technology is a great example. What we're learning, what apps we were using one day that we thought were great. Now, now we have apps where you can cut yourself out of a photo and pop it into another photo in like a second. Whereas before that would have been like, let me hire somebody to do this for me and tell them exactly what I want. Like what we're doing now can change every single day. And the Johnny Manziel story was a great example of always trying to improve and always working at your craft and never getting lost in the moment. But his story was also very unique because I feel like at college, they could have had the reins on him a little bit tighter and really taught him how to be in that routine. I can't say after watching that documentary, I think he, he threw his life away or his career away. I can say it was happenstance and it was a lot of outliers. It was a lot of timing that school made so much money off of him. They were able to put in a new stadium. The numbers in that documentary of how much money they were making during the Johnny Manziel era is mind blowing. I mean, I think it's great now that players, college players, NIL deals, I think this is all incredible. But to think that a short time ago when Johnny Manziel gets the Heisman, this was not the case and how quickly his life now look celebrities were around him everybody because he was so dynamic but when you think about players that had incredible careers like long careers rest in peace kobe bryant is a great example of someone who woke up every day acting like he wasn't good enough 
He wanted to be better. He wanted to be more consistent. He wanted to work harder. He didn't have to keep working like that. You look at a player, a golfer, Tiger Woods. He's gone through so many things and a car accident and still gets back out there. The drive to be better is what separates those who are automatically gifted from those who had to work harder at it. And I absolutely loved the untold Johnny football story. So if you haven't watched it yet, you need to watch it. After that, we decided uh, we, we, we save shows we won't watch uh, apart so that we could just watch them together. Of course, most couples do this, not a new thing, but everyone had been telling me about beef. This, this show was all the rage a couple of months ago. And sometimes the way these shows drop now with like 10 episodes at a time, if you don't jump in when everybody's talking about it, you kind of forget about it, right? It doesn't show up on your queue anymore because it's not a new release. You kind of forget about it. Uh, but he is the master at going through all of the platforms to see what we're going to watch. It's something he enjoys to do and I don't. So again, the perfect fit there. Uh, yeah, we watched all 10 episodes. Yep, yep. Uh, we just just laid, cuddling, watching all 10 episodes. What a wild show. Short episodes, 30 minutes, probably a little bit less. Um, we just couldn't stop. I was like, oh, I got, now you got to do one more. Now you got to do one more. Once you hit seven and you know there's 10 episodes, you're like, we're committed. Let's just do this whole thing in one night. But it was, I wasn't looking at my phone. I wasn't on the internet. I was just with him. We were just enjoying TV. We sat out on the patio because it was beautiful. Um, we relaxed a bunch for the weekend. It was just absolutely perfect. So beef was really, really good as well. So I recommend it, which I know I'm incredibly late to the party. I know everybody watched that already, but the message here is to be mindful of how much that you are bringing into your sphere mentally, how much you're on the internet, how much you're on social media, how much demand you have on others by the amount of messages or posts or things that you might put out there. And also remember that what's most important is always going to be what's in front of you right now. So they always, you know, if you took any customer service classes, which I did when I had my day spa, and you learn the difference between if the phone is ringing, you put someone on hold if there's somebody in front of you. It's just a great example of somebody is in front of you in person, they get 100% of your attention, then you can go back to that call. Well, I think so many times in today I walk around, I see people sitting outside at restaurants and they're sitting with people in front of them and both people are on their phone, just not talking to each other. And I'm like, oh, this is a sad moment because you're probably both going to go back to work or whatever you're doing today. And you didn't really engage during lunch. And I know we're all busy and I know that everybody's got to be checking their phone, but I do think there's a time and a place for anything, everything. And I'm going to challenge you to decide, even if it's only once this year, okay, you don't have to do it as much as I do, but do a technology detox. See how good you feel. See how exciting it is to go back on Instagram and see what your friends have been up to. See how great it is to say hello to your people on Facebook again. We'll save Twitter for last since Elon has decided no more block. Okay, great. This is going to bring internet bullying to a peak, but okay, we're, we're at this point. We know every couple of months, just when things settle down with Twitter, Elon comes out and tells us something else we're probably not going to like very much. And here we are, we're all just waiting for it and dealing with it. But I think not having the block button is going to be a huge problem. But we'll see how that plays out. Again, we've been, we've been riding this wave with this chaos. And again, 
taking a break from it all makes it all seem a lot smaller. So when I read that, when I got back online, I was like, oh, okay, well, here we go. We got something new and annoying with Twitter. Haven't been annoyed by Twitter in a, or X or whatever we're calling it right now in a minute. So here we are. Think about a technology detox. Think about what you would want to do. Is it that you want to take on a project in your house and listen to music and not, and not be checking social media? Is it that you want to do a cover to cover read on a book? And you want to be not distracted. You just want to sit outside somewhere away from technology and be able to just lean into this book. Maybe it's just you want some time to yourself, but I think it's really healthy to consider. We detox from everything else that we do. Why wouldn't we detox from technology? Now, in this last, uh, one of the earlier solos that I did in July, if you're new to the podcast, you should go back and check this one out was called Mind, Body, Spirit. And it was all about, you know, I get a lot of questions about how I eat, what I do, uh, what my fitness regime is like. And interestingly enough, it was around the same time that I had just finished reading a great book, which is a cover to cover read, such a quick read, Eat, Stop, Eat. And this book is about fasting and it's about one 24 hour fast a week. So I've been intermittent fasting for years. So I try to eat all of my food in like an eight hour span in the day. And then from that last meal, you know, I look at the clock and I'm like, okay, so I've got this much time to not eat. It's an easy thing to do. If you do eight hours on, then you're going to do 14 hours. Let me see. I'm doing the math right now. Yeah. So like 24 hours, I do full 24 hours and then I do... 816. So you're going to map it out to works for you. But what I'm noticing about the full 24 hours and I, and it's easy because if you eat a meal at 6 PM at night, the following day, you're going to eat another meal at 6 PM at night. You don't need to go further than 24 and about 12 hours into it. You start to feel a little bit more like gurgling in your stomach, not unhealthy wise, but you, you feel your body releasing bad stuff. You feel toxins moving around. You feel your cells fighting bad cells. You feel your body ridding things that you don't need. And it's a mental thing about being hungry. You're really not hungry. You can have coffee if you drink it black, no creamer, of course. You can have water, you could have tea. So you can have liquids as long as they don't have any sugar, dairy, or anything else. And once you get over the mental thing of it, you realize I'm not hungry. I mean, cavemen went days without eating when they were hunting. Um, and so I've stuck with this. It was one of the things that I had talked about in this episode, this solo episode in July, which is mind, body, spirit is the title of it. Easy to find on my YouTube channel or uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast. But over the past couple of months, I've been faced with a minor um, health situation that I knew kind of what the end result was going to be. I needed to go and get tested for it. And here I am, I face it. And so when I face it, I have an option. I have one option, which is the common option. Oh, you're going to take some medication. Well, this medication I would have had to take forever. It's a small blood clot. It would have been blood thinners and I'm, that's not my jam. So as I was doing the research of things that I thought this would be and other holistic treatments that I could do, I introduced myself to the hyperbaric chamber. So when I was given the option, we can give you a prescription. I said, well, what if I did five treatments in the hyperbaric chamber within a span of seven days and then came back and we did another test, right? 
my doctor was like, that's fantastic. Like most people, if you're claustrophobic, you can't do the hyperbaric chamber. Uh, if you don't have the time, it's 45 minutes to an hour, each treatment can't do the hyperbaric chamber, but the hyperbaric chamber increases blood flow. It decreases inflammation and swelling. It weakening infection causing bacteria. It increases your body's ability to fight free radicals. It stimulates growth and new blood vessels. And ironically, when me and my guy were watching the quarterback series this weekend, uh, Kirk Cousins has one in his house. I've already been looking at them for your house. Okay. I've been already. Michael Jackson used to sleep in one. Justin Bieber uses one. This is a thing. And this is a thing that doesn't get enough talk, but I can say this from the little knot that I had in my leg from this clot is down. It, it was after my third treatment, it was down to a quarter of what it was when it started. And now here I am getting ready to go do my fourth treatment and I can barely feel it. I can barely feel the knot that was surrounding it in my leg, which is amazing. My body is responding well to it. I'm always going to try and do something before I take medication. Sure, there's some medications that you definitely should take. But if a doctor tells me I'm going to take a medication that I might have to take forever, I'm going to do what I can. I'm a very healthy person. So stress can cause this, right? Too much travel can cause this, right? Uh, you know, all of the different things that, that are very present in most of our lives. So I will go back and tell you what it was like for my first three. First treatment. So you go into this lay down chamber has a glass window, a big plastic window, so you can see out in case you needed something, someone's checking on you all the time. And you lay down in this thing and it closes, it zips multiple times. So as they're zipping you in and, and hitting these clamps to close it, then another layer of zip, you're like, okay, first and foremost, my first giggle thought was, this is what it feels like to be in your own coffin. And I, I had my girl at the spot dying laughing. Cause I'm like, this is what it feels like to be in your own coffin. I feel cause you're just kind of laying there and also being closed in that tight. It could get into your head. If you're claustrophobic, if you're concerned, if you're anxious, it could get into your head right there. So you have to talk yourself down off of that of like, this is something I'm choosing to do. And you are allowed to bring in a book, your phone, your earbuds, whatever you want to bring in there, you're able to bring in. They let me know that. And I was like, look, because I'm healing something and because I want to take a really mindful approach to this, I want to stay connected. I don't want to listen to anything. I don't want to take in a book. I want to lay there for 45 minutes and I want to think about it and I want to see how my body feels. When you're in the chamber, you're being exposed to, you're breathing in, you're surrounded by 100% pure oxygen. Now, on average, we're breathing in a little more than 20% pure oxygen at a time. That's it. In polluted areas, might be down to 17%. All of these fires, all the smoke coming through, all the pollution other places are dealing with, all of these things can minimize that as well. So 100% pure oxygen. And my first treatment, I lay in there, you know, and I'm breathing and I'm thinking about it and I can just feel the tingling in my veins. Like you can just feel your circulation on the leg where I was having this, this spot, I could feel my foot on my right side starting to twitch. Like I could feel more blood flow going into that foot, which was bizarre, right? I was like, this is wild. Now it just so happens where I do my cryotherapy, they have oxygen therapy, they have a hyperbaric chamber. So that's where I'm doing these treatments. So I was like, okay, as soon as I'm done with the hyperbaric, I'll go in for my three minutes of cryo and then I'll be out for the day and I'll do this five days. Then we'll see how I feel. You know, That night, I had the best night's sleep I think I've ever had. Like I 
take my shower before bed, very routine with this. I sprinkle my eucalyptus in the shower floor. I run the shower, I get in. By the time I'm in the shower, I'm decompressing. I've already loaded my dishwasher, running the dishwasher. The rest of the apartment is closed off. Like I make this path because part of going to sleep and being relaxed enough to go to sleep is disconnecting with all the things that keep you awake. So that's when I like turn off my phone. That's when I start to really decompress. That's when I start to unwind. But that night, I was yawning before I even got in the shower. And my routine was the same other than that. I was wiped out, but not wiped out like, oh, I'm exhausted, like wiped out like I'm relaxed. So when I woke up the next morning after such a great night's sleep, I decided to go down the rabbit hole and read even more about hyperbaric chambers. There are people that use them for stress and anxiety. There are people that use them uh, to recharge. There are people that use them for like athletes like Kirk Cousins for inflammation on muscles. And I realized, wow, this is another treatment that is not much talked about. Let's see what it feels like when I go for day two. Go in day two. I feel great. I do cryo after. Same thing, day three. I've slept great every night I've gone. Now, mind you, here is what I'm saying to myself is like my, my biggest addiction is wellness, right? Like I could be spending so much money on wellness. And so to get hyperbaric covered under your insurance, I'm paying for it out of pocket. I'm filing with my insurance. My doctor wrote me the recommendation. It's not always a thing. Most likely it won't be covered. But after I do these five, I will be adding this into my routine once a week. I'm going to map out when I put it in my routine. During football season, my light days where I can be social are Tuesdays and Saturdays. The rest of the days I'm working. And Tuesday nights, it's a big waiver wire night. So it's like a homework thing. So I'm probably going to do it on Tuesdays since that's a nice relaxed day for me. But breathing in that pure oxygen all the way down to how it stimulates your collagen, like you feel little tingles in your face. You feel circulation happening. Like this is the greatest. I'm on this kick. So now... After I go in the hyperbaric chamber, then I go into cryo and then I leave and I'm like, okay, an hour in this joint every day right now. I feel brand new when I leave. I feel amazing when I wake up. And I know that for me, my biggest money pit, some people eat out all the time, do take care. It's wellness. It's wellness. I could spend more money between cryo, hyperbaric massages and everything, but should I feel guilty about that? Cause I'm not ordering takeout. So I feel like I can give and take a little bit. Right. And if I'm going to give, it's going to be for the overall impact of a healthy life and being able to be able to recover the way that I recover with cryo and now learning about the chamber. So it's something that I think would be challenging again for anybody who gets a bit claustrophobic, but if you can get past that first three minutes where your, your, your mind is telling you, wow, I'm really shut in here. How would I get out? Your mind is just saying these things to you. Like, how would I get out? What if there was a fire? What if there was an earthquake? Like these were all the thoughts in my head the first day. But then after I slept that well, that second night, I dove in there and could not wait for them to seal me up so I could be breathing pure 100% oxygen for 45 minutes. I'm going back today after I record this episode and I cannot wait. So check out the mind, body, spirit episode. I am still fasting one day a week. I'm still doing my intermittent fasting where I make sure my minimum is 12 hours. So if I eat at 6 PM, I know I'm not eating again till 6 AM, but normally I will go 18 and not eat till noon, have a smoothie for my first meal. And it feels great. 
And then the one day a week I choose to fast, I just do water through the day and you will not believe the little, little things that have made a difference. So I'm not necessarily doing it to lose weight. I'm doing it to increase my own HGH levels, to get rid of bad cells and create new cells, to remove toxins from my body. But what I have noticed is a lot of very small fatty pockets that I have because I'm a 51-year-old woman and that's just what happens. You get little pockets of fat in weird spots. Like for me, it's by my elbows. It's right above my knees. It's spots that like there's no workout to get rid of that little thing. And that would be something that somebody might go to a doctor and be like, hey, can I do lipo right here? But I'm not about to have a bruise and go through surgery over a little like tiny, you know, quarter to 50 cent piece uh, spot of just a fatty tissue. But those are all going away on their own. And that's because once you go into the stage of fasting in the 24 hour span, which normally happens between starts between 16 and 18 hours, your body starts eating its own fat. Your body is going to go into any stored fuel in your body and that's fat. And so I'm watching those little pockets diminish. I'm loving how I feel the clarity you wake up with the next morning. Shout out to my friend, Jeff, who started doing it, who is already down seven pounds from doing it, not necessarily doing it for weight loss, but doing it to let our own bodies work for us and get rid of bad stuff that we no longer need. So I thought you might really like to hear about that. So I had to share it with you and TV time with the boyfriend, an amazing, relaxing weekend, which I definitely needed at my peak time. And my friends understand this is just such a busy, busy season for me and I enjoy it. So I want to lean into it and not be distracted by other things. And then I know the reward is I get to sit in my big gray chair all day on Sundays and watch football all day and just chill. Gives me more time to make better notes for my show with Howard Bender, which you can listen to every Wednesday night on the Better Sports Network or on uh, Fantasy Alarm. I always say, listen, shows my age because I know I should be saying watch because it's on YouTube. So go to Better Sports Network on YouTube. You'll find it everything on my profiles at The Real Lisa Ann. And it's draft season. You'll see a bunch of clips dropping from fan tracks that we shot together. Kay put together for us when we were at the Pro Football Hall of Fame for the Fantasy Football Expo. Those clips are dropping and I am doing a ton of drafts. And I've got two brand new leagues that I started this season. Well, Two that I moved over from Yahoo. One was already filled from Yahoo and one only a couple of people I brought over because look, I've been in leagues with people that don't set lineups and they're sitting on great players and it's so annoying. And yes, you know, you're going to win when you face them because they don't set their lineup. But at the same time, I want active players in my league. So I brought in some people that I just met this past weekend, last weekend at uh, the Fantasy Football Expo. Those drafts are coming up and those drafts are on Fantrax. Fantrax and I have a jersey giveaway going right now. It is a signed CD Lamb jersey. All you got to do to be in the running to win it is sign up Fantrax.com forward slash Lisa Ann. For those of you who played in the summer of best ball with me, you are already in if you signed up using my promo code. So you have to sign up using the forward slash Lisa Ann and you will be in it to win it. And I will be sure when I pick a winner to let everyone know, but I'm super excited about that. And I love all the new features I'm learning about with fan tracks. You can really customize a league. Like you can do things. And what else is cool is 
I'm able to be active in the chat in every single best ball league that I already drafted. So once a week I go through and I make a pass through all the leagues and see who's chatting, what's new, what's been going on. Maybe an injury happened and somebody's mentioning it because they had that player on their team. And I'm like, wow, I've got 33 leagues here right now that I get to go and check in on. So sign up if you want to play, if you want to be involved, fantrax.com forward slash Lisa Ann. And I will be watching you all go to games this season. And you're all going to be going to games with the help of my friends at Ticket Rev. Shout out to Jason Shatsky, who was just named 30 under 30 by Forbes magazine. And I rock with him, went to the Yankees game, got to take K. It was amazing. Ticket Rev is a new way to buy tickets. You're going to look at your section where you want to sit. You're going to look at your budget, what you want to spend. And you're going to put that into the app at Ticket Rev. If Ticket Rev can find you those tickets at that price in that section, they will notify you. It's a pretty cool way to stay within your not getting a shark that just sells you a seat and it's not a good seat or they're overpriced for the area you want to be in because they know they're a good area. So you can follow them on social media at TicketRev and download the TicketRev app today. I mentioned Outliers. I've got a new book here that I keep reading about that now I am reading. It is called The Psychology of Money. When I finish this one, you'll get a podcast review of it, I'm sure. Um, but another great book that got so many good reviews that I was like, I'm just, I've been, it just kept coming up on my feed. And I'm like, you know what? I definitely should read this. So I will be starting it uh, this week on my flight as I head out to Vegas because I will be hosting the ultimate fantasy football draft weekend at the Sapphire Pool in Las Vegas. That's Saturday, August 26th. Even if you don't play fantasy football, you got to love Sapphire. Stop by and say hi. I'll be there all day and then every Thursday night for the NFL season. I will be at Sapphire on 39th, 39th Street in New York City hosting a watch party. So you can come and watch the Thursday night games with me at Sapphire here in New York City. And if you're on the West Coast or you're going to be in Vegas because there's a lot of drafts going on, there's a big circuit tournament going on next weekend. A lot of my friends and that were at the expo in Canton are going to be in Vegas for drafts this same weekend. It's just wild how it worked out. But that's Saturday, August 26th at Sapphire, and I will be there for the ultimate fantasy football draft party. See, sometimes I just have a lot to say, and that would have been a really long monologue, and then you would have gotten into the interview and just been exhausted by all of it. So I wanted to give you another solo, say, think about doing a technology detox. I promise you it won't hurt. It'll be good for your mind, body, and spirit, and you will recharge and be excited to see anything that you are missing. Now it is the time you've all been waiting for, which is the mailbag. If you would like to be a part of the mailbag, you can send your question to me at asklisaann at gmail.com. I will be sure to read it here. I do not answer the questions via email, but I do answer the questions right here. And we've got a couple. So the first one since this was a solo. So, you know, when I'm doing these amazing interviews, like with Gillian Mark, I feel like I can't put weirdo emails in because I'm like, you know, I don't want them to watch the podcast and be like, what's up with the weirdo emails? But you know what? It's just me. I'm here alone with you today. So let's get into a weirdo email. This is a great one. It was the first one I saw and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm actually excited to read this today because no one else is going to be scarred. As a matter of fact, a small example is I just had a friend come to me and kind of give me a really hard time about how many of my weirdo followers are now harassing them. 
I apologize to all of my friends, anyone who knows me, for what I call my runoff of the weirdos that will then reach out to you if you've been tagged in a photo with me and ask you questions about me. I truly apologize. But again, I don't worry about things that are out of my control. So when it comes to what's in my control, I try not to expose podcast guests to some of this, but since it's just me and the exposure is my normal, and for that person, sorry, it's out of my control. You knew what you were getting into when you tagged me in a million things. So with that said, there's many of my friends that we just don't tag. We don't post a lot of stuff together. So that's going to happen. It's a reality. Again, it's out of my control, but here we go. Okay. So the subject matter said, I'm single. Right away, I was like, this is an email I could read on a solo. Subject matter says, I'm single. Let's dive in. What are, what things are you looking for? Question mark. I'm 51 and divorced, needing a break and wanting to meet the right woman. Can I just let you know in advance that right is spelled R-I-T-E. That's not how you spell right for the right woman. Are you seeking? Question mark. Obviously, this is not a podcast listener. Or just here to show off your nudes, question mark. Then there's a phone number, and then it says, text me later tonight. Again, let me recap this for you. Bradley writes, I'm single in the subject matter. What things are you looking for? Question mark. I'm 51, divorced, and needing a break, and wanting to meet the right woman. Are you seeking? Or just here to show off your nudes? Question mark. Phone number. Text me later. Bradley, I know you're probably not a podcast listener, so you're probably not going to hear this, but you probably thought that was going to work, which is insane. This does look like a dating app ad, maybe something, but I just love the person that goes from, are you interested to, or do you just want to send nudes? Hey buddy, anybody out there asking for nudes can just Google me like a normal person. They are embedded in the internet forever. I never need to send one, share one, or take one. Okay. You got enough out there, out there, Bradley. So I'm super sorry for you. I am not single. I am not looking. And even if I was single and looking, we would not be communicating. The spelling error is not really the tipping point. The nudes and giving phone number would be by far tipping point. Next question from Starpoint is, if you were offered a role as a Bond girl in a James Bond movie, would you? Obviously I would especially if they let me do my own stunts because the stunt training would be the most exciting part of all of it. Learning how to do all of these things. And imagine how fit you could be if you did a movie where you got to do your own stunts and you're constantly training with like really incredible people. So yes, I would love to be a Bond girl. Who wouldn't? But what I love about this question too is some people have different quotes that rotate uh, on the bottom of their emails. And Starpoint is one of them. And this is a great quote at the end of this email. It says, always follow your front tire for it knows where to lead you. It's a great quote and a great email. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. All right. We got one here from my friend, Phil, who I got pretty close with during best ball, the summer of best ball. Hey, Lisa, Ann, as you know, you are one of my favorite humans. Phil, I appreciate you so much. I'm setting up my little dive bars fantasy league and I'd like you to do a cameo for it. Perfect. You can order it at cameo.com forward slash the real Lisa Ann. Also, any pointers you may have, it's my first time being a host. So Phil, I'm going to a live draft this Thursday night. I can't wait. It's the squad 18 league. We have a great time. First and foremost, 
it's going to be at a bar. So people are going to drink. I've got one rule of thumb here. I don't drink in draft. So I will not crack open my one beer that I will have that entire night until we get to about the 15th round, maybe the 13th round. Have easy foods to eat that are like finger foods because you can't really commit to a whole burger because you got to put it down and then go back to drafting. So what we've found is bite-sized snacks are the best. And the place we're going this year is the same spot we went to last year. And they have all these like great kind of like hors d'oeuvres, like bite-sized, small things. And that keeps you from being like too committed and distracted. Think about it. Get a burger. By the time you put the fixings on it, you might be up. Then you take a bite. Okay, great. Put it back down. Okay, now you're missing out on, on who else is being picked. So go with simpler foods that are easy to snack on. And don't drink in draft. Don't drink heavily, but have a good time. Take pictures. Write notes about players that you picked up. Because in a live draft, you get to feel the energy of the room. And if you draft a player and somebody from across the room yells, oh my gosh, I, I, he was in my queue, then you know what you should do? Put a note. Next to that player, I write all my picks down in a notepad. Do you want to know why? Because let's say so-and-so decided like Justin loved my pick three. I'm going to write Justin right there because if I get into a quandary in the season and I'm desperate for a position where I've had injuries, I'm going to try to use that player as trade bait to Justin. So when you're doing a live draft, you can really pay attention to the room. You can really see who your desired players are, and you can really look forward to this season to know what trade offers would be good trade offers. And most importantly, Phil, the most important thing of this whole thing is to have fun and be grateful that you're all getting together in the same place, sharing over this little love of ours we call fantasy football, getting to joke around with each other, catch up on each other's lives a bit. It just reconnects you with your friend group that's in this league. So most importantly, have fun, and hopefully you'll send me a couple photos. I don't care if you post them on Twitter, if you want to email them, whatever, Phil, because you're one of my favorite humans too. We've got one more here, just one more. Okay, hello. My name is Pavel. I'm 45 years old and a huge fan of yours from Ukraine. First of all, I want to say thank you. In October, it will be a year that I'm listening to your podcast and interviews almost every day. Because of you, I've so much improved my English skills. And of course, I've learned so much interesting facts about many unknown aspects of life. If two years earlier, someone asked me, who is Lisa Ann? I'd confidently say she is the queen of adult films. But now I'd answer for me, she is one of the most interesting, intelligent, respected human beings in this world. Sports expert, a podcast, an educator, and of course, one of the most beautiful women in history. So sweet. And here are my questions. Are you still receiving dating stories from your listeners? And if yes, where can we send them to you? I'll answer these one at a time. So Pavel, I hope I'm pronouncing that properly. Uh, I am collecting dating stories, and for now, you can send them to asklisaann at gmail.com. But in November, I'm going to be launching a new little show uh, on the comedy on a comedy channel at SiriusXM. I have my co-host. He and I have a meeting later. Uh, we're going to be doing some dating emails as well, so I might save these for then or set up a different email. But for right now, you can send your dating stories to asklisaann at gmail.com. Do I play poker? Okay. Second question right here. No, the only thing I gamble on is sports. Uh, I don't play poker. I've sat with my friends many a times playing poker, 
But I could tell you my first couple times to big casinos, like Vegas, uh, Reno, like my, I was young, you know, I was going to these, these events that were in casinos and in, in trade shows, what have you. And I remember walking around and thinking about how beautiful the venues were, the casinos were, the hotels were and thinking this must be bought by people who lose playing poker. <laughs> Obviously we could use an unlimited amount of towels and these rooms could be amazing because people lose money gambling. So I just never got into it. I'd love to have a regular card game with like girlfriends. I see it sometimes in some of these TV shows. And I'm like, you know, that would be fun to just get around at somebody's house, not be gambling for money, just be playing. Um, maybe winner buys a dinner or something. So I'd love to get into it later in life, but I don't play poker right now. Third is I greatly support your position against so-called family porn and think it's disgusting to even think about sex with a sister, mother, and so on. Why do you think so many people are dreaming to have sex with genetic relatives and family members, stepmothers, wives, mother? So I really think that this has been created by the industry itself from the people behind the scenes who write these scenarios. And I believe they write these scenarios because they're so bored with all of the other scenarios that they think the general public is bored with, but they're really not. I think they're trying to one-up each other and each production company wants to do something raunchier and more disgusting than the next. I think they're fighting and working for clickbait. They're hoping to disturb people. And what they don't realize is they're triggering this experiment that we're living right now. This experiment is young people having access to content younger than ever, and no one has talked to them yet about incestual things or, or what's wrong, what's good, what's bad, what's not. And so this is what they're seeing. This is what they then desire. This is an experiment with the minds of young people that have access to the internet at 10 years old. And what we're seeing is a very violent pattern from those people. We're seeing the growth of the groups that we know as incels, and we're seeing the deterioration of the fiber of the relationship and of the connection between, uh, you know, a, 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 a couple. Okay. And so I don't think this was something that society ever really wanted. Many years ago, it was illegal. It was illegal until the internet because the internet really had no, no barriers, no laws, no rules to follow. But years ago, this would have not been produced. It could have not been distributed on VHS. It could have not been sent to any states in the Bible Belt. So it would have not been produced. But I truly do believe it's the people behind the scenes that are bored. I think writers in this industry, in the adult industry, should probably cycle every year and go and do something else. Because I think once they've written every cute scenario, they get bored with it. And they're like, oh, you know, the pizza guy, that's not that cute. But the pizza guy is cute. The pool guy is cute. All of these simple things are cute. But when you start getting into family matters and you start confusing young people to not know that this is wrong, because it's something that they're seeing freely on their phone, then we have a huge problem. And so it's a gross disrespect to society by these companies allowing this content to be put out there. And I appreciate that you are, are, are not, you know, for it and that you see that it's something I talk about. And you've heard so many of the interviews I've had on here with women who have left the industry because it was the only scenes they were getting offered. And nobody wants to be typecast in a role that they don't even want to do, something that makes them feel uncomfortable. So we can all be mindful about if you have young people in your life, nieces, nephews, talk to their parents. You know, if you have friends that have teenagers, talk to their parents. Hey, are you aware of what your child might be seeing on the internet? Are you aware of what they might be watching? How have you had these conversations? Because these conversations, conversations of porn literacy truly need to be had and they're not. 
So that's a wrap. I mean, we did it. Uh, Again, over an hour of just me blabbing, blabbing, blabbing to you, but I feel recharged after that reset that I took this weekend, the technology detox. I recommend you all try it. I recommend you read Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. I recommend you watch the Johnny Manziel doc because it's amazing. And also take time for you. Think about your wellness, your overall health, and all the goodness. See you this Saturday at the Sapphire Pool in Las Vegas for the Ultimate Fantasy Football Draft Party. You can book a draft order, a hello message, a birthday message, or whatever on Cameo. Follow Ticket Rev and Fan Tracks, and I look forward to sharing a ton of lives. I'm going to bring in guests this season on IG. I'll be doing some lives on YouTube for Start Sits. I will be as connected with you as I am through the football season. For those of you who are not into fantasy football, I deeply apologize that it consumes so much of the conversation at this time of the year. But I promise to bring you guests and and people from all walks of life to keep things interesting. And this is a good time for you to listen or read my books. If you haven't yet, my first book, The Life, my second book, The Life Back. You can get them personally autographed from my store, shoplisaann.com. You can find them on all listening platforms. Yes, they are recorded in my voice. And for the rest of you, I thank you for listening to another episode of The Lisa Ann Experience. 